It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, before we get in this episode, can you do us a favor? Will you go ahead and subscribe to the channel? We ring that notification bell. And if you would, give this video a like. Well, enough of that mumbo jumbo. Let's get to the episode. Let's talk developmentally speaking, glow up, and connecting through wrestling. Hey everybody, I'm Morty. And I'm Brian. Hey, and on today's episode of Developing Speaking Presents Glow Up, we have Lightning. Lightning, how you doing? Lightning, how you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, doing great. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, where were you guys are? You said you're out of Indiana, right? We are. We're out of Southern Indiana. Okay, yes. good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We, uh, I am presently in California, uh, Southern California, uh, near Universal Studios okay. in Holly or whatever Hollywood Universal Studios, which is actually closer to Burbank. So, okay. FYI. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, from Seymour, Indiana. Um, if you know who John Mellencamp, you know who John Mellencamp is, is, the song "Small Town." Yes, yes. The song "Small Town" is about our town. So, yeah. So that, that's our cool little uh, nifty thing. Um, we're gonna just start off the way we start off every episode. Is what got you into wrestling? Oh God, it was a sheer accident. Um, <laughs> I was training this, I'm gonna go way back, other people don't, uh, I give them a short version. Um, I was training this guy in the gym, I was working for Rand Mike Menzer, who had a gym in Redondo Beach, which is where I grew up. And there was this guy who was uh, on a crew working, and he, uh, came into the gym to be trained, so I was his trainer, and he and of course I'm like, oh, what do you do? What do, what are you up to? You know, I chit chat in between making him pump white, pump iron or whatever, and uh, he said that he worked in the movie industry, you know, and I always was interested in that, but where I grew up, grew up with my family, no contact with anybody in that industry, so. To me, it was like the moon, you know. I'm going to work in the work on the moon. I don't know how to get there, you know. So I said I was interested in that, but I have no idea. And he said, "Well, you should do this." Um, and he's just telling me all this stuff, and I go, "Wait, wait, wait!" It's like 
you got to treat it for me you got to like lifting weights i'm not going to throw you over there trying to push a billion pounds i want to know what to do so he's like okay you got to get a drama log drama log is a magazine that had listings and you got to take an acting class he starts telling me all this stuff because i said just one step at a time and i just did whatever he said uh which led me to basic acting classes which i barely had started but uh i was then cut to me watching uh glow on tv because it came on uh my boyfriend and i were in my in my parents garage watching the first season i assume of glow and he's all check this show out you know so i'm watching this show and i'm telling him it's this stupid and he's all he's right he starts laughing at me he's like you're just jealous i go what do you mean i'm jealous he's like you're just jealous that that they're on tv and you're not i'm like no uh he's all uh huh so we're back and forth he got like like a brother and sister uh uh got me so freaking mad you know uh the next week show comes back on the air again and same thing only now i'm thinking okay i'm going to try to watch this stupid show cuz he likes it right so i'm watching and i think i think the wrestling what they're doing is that's cool i can do that cuz that was the way i always was uh like tumbly jump out of the tree jump off a roof hanging out with the guys tomboy and i said it out loud i said i can do that and he starts laughing at me again like what he's all they kick your ass i'm like no oh he's like oh huh so he got me so so angry but at the end of the show they actually had a tag that they were looking for new girls you think you got the stuff to be a glow girl send your stuff to this address so i took 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 a couple photos you know flexing and uh and uh faked a resume and mailed it to him because at this point uh, the only thing i had done was right i love it <laughs> right? i love it right? so yeah so at this point i only had that one guy that was helping me and he had been working on this uh this movie this horror movie called uh cannibal hookers and he brought me in to be a background cannibal hooker you know i'm like there actually we're like ripping the guts his. out of some guy on the table and i find out that Sheila Best is working on it i met her but i didn't even really make the connection to glow until later after a couple of auditions and stuff because they called me in and i had met Sheila and also that guy uh and his production company was working on something with wrestling and uh something three bears productions or something and they brought me in for an audition to be a round girl or something or, or, or no valet for wrestling and i go there and i meet actually meet Reggie Bennett and uh the the girl uh who is, her wrestling name in pro was Olympia but she was also a glow girl as uh uh Corporal Kelly so i knew none of this so reggie and corporal are pounding in the ring both big girls you know and i'm watching them while i'm talking to these guys about being um a valet and they're like you think you'd want to do this stuff here you know the wrestling 
and I'm looking at it and they're like killing each other in the ring and it's loud. The ring's like, you know, set up to, to you know, right to make all that heavy noise. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Cause I'm, I'm in like a little mini dress and like six inch heels trying to be taller, you know? And, uh, and thinking, God, that's like violent, you know, like I, I did kick my ass basically is what I was thinking at the time, which I didn't even connect it. This is before the glow thing. Uh, and then of course I go on the auditions and, uh, they called, they sent me and I met, met them like two or three times. I went on what I thought was another audition, but it was just publicity stunt. Um, I was at a boxing ring and I met Steve Blantz there. I don't know if you know Steve is. Steve is uh, one of the writers. And then they had three of the Glow Girls up there and they were uh, just asking us questions. You know, what makes you think you've got the stuff to be a Glow Girl? But this was like a total media circus. There were news uh, vans and stuff from everywhere. And my... Uh, Oh, I even saw Angeline. Is that her name? The one in the pink Cadillac, the older girl with the hair, and she was on the posters. They just did a movie about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, right. You know, is it Ange- Angeline or she's just an older woman who mm-hmm. was on everything? I'm drawing a blank right now. But she's I- like, eight, she's like, you know, like. 60 years old standing there next to me auditioning for Glow. I'm like, what the heck? Like, okay, whatever. Wow. <laughs> it, wow. Right? And then I met Steve, uh, uh, talked to him for a minute. I remember meeting him. And anybody else I met, I didn't remember. But then it was just nothing. Dead air. Uh, nobody talked to me for months. And then all of a sudden, I just figured, I guess I didn't get the job, you know. I mean, I did, you know, I was kind of bummed. And then they called and said, we're going to Vegas and we're going to audition you in the ring. So that's how I got to glow. And then I just, when I was in the ring over there, I was kind of like a little bit about what Jeannie said, Hollywood said, if you have ever heard her interview, you did interview with her, but there must've been, you know, 80 girls there. It was, uh, it was 1987 and it was, the uh, uh, apartment, uh, well, we met at the Riviera and then we went over to the apartments and there were 80-something girls there. They just kept driving girls over. And then they had this thing, speech, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to start training first thing in the morning. And then they gave us uh, apartments, like, you know, just you guys, these are the apartments and assigned us to these apartments. They piled us all up in these apartments for the night. Uh, And... Uh, there was no bed in my apartment. I was on the floor. I mean, there wasn't enough beds, you know what I mean? Wow. And I just pulled the cushions, cushions off the couch and slept on the floor with a jacket. that was freezing. I didn't have a blanket. I had a, a wool coat. They, they situated it the next day, but we all went to the ring, and we were standing in the, around the ring. We were like this, like one, two, three, like, like back to back, around the ring, like almost three laps of people. I was right up against the ropes because I was little. Little ones front, uh, up against the ropes. The taller ones were wrapped around behind us. And then they just started the training, and then they just started picking people off. There was uh, four hours in the morning, four hours in the afternoon. We had eight hours a day, six days a week in a ring. They were trying to cram in 
basically what a three years of ring training would to make a decent wrestler. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Blah blah blah. No, blah, that, no, it's a, it's a very very interesting stuff. Like uh, basically, the, it was a, a tenacious weeding out process, is what it sounded like to me, where they were. Oh yeah, people were breaking stuff, you know, bro broken collarbone. Uh, I saw a girl uh, break her arm, blow out her collarbone. Another one uh, that was uh, the heaviest ones right there. The heaviest ones, right? the broken collarbone was just creepy. And we're all sitting there and we're watching girls drop like flies. You know, they get concussions, they're leaving. Mm -hmm. They're just, just, we'd come back every session, we'd come back and there'd be like a couple less girls. And it was like, uh, cool, you know, they just bail, why'd they bail? You know, I didn't get why some of them bailed. Uh, and I probably fear, and I stuck it, stuck it out because I just kept thinking, uh, as long as I'm standing and I'm not like broken, like no, nothing's broken, I'm gonna keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was, on one hand, some girl breaks her collarbone in front of you, and you're thinking, oh, fuck, she broke her collarbone. And then you're thinking, yeah, yes, that means there's, you know, uh, one less girl here. You know, you're like, you're like happy and going, oh, shit. And then you're, on the other hand, you're thinking, fuck, I got to do that next. I'm next in the ring. You mm -hmm. know, crap, now I got to do the move that she broke her collarbone on, you know. So it's like... That can be nerve-wracking uh, for sure. My God, yeah, I, I can oh, understand that. So so intense, so so wound, like, just wound up, wound up, wound up, you know, all like on, I call it being on, and you're on like you're not off at all, except for whatever hours of sleep you're getting is the only mm -hmm. rest you were getting, you know? Very stressful, six days a week like that. Wow. You know, eight hours, normal training is like, what, two or three hours, mm -hmm. three days a week maybe? So I guess uh, the next you know, question would uh, be, would be, what, what'd your boyfriend think? <laughs> you know, he said you couldn't do it. And you wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, oh yeah. He he was, he was totally happy for me and also pissed at me at the same time. He just kept flipping like a coin. He likes like he was bipolar. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Why do you? Why are you in Vegas? You need to be back here in LA with me. You know, it's like <sighs> I was getting pulled from uh, two different ends because I was not going to quit. I wanted to be there, and as much as I wanted to make him happy, I was not going to. You know, so uh, so basically, I was flying back uh, on Saturday night, like midnight or whatever, flying back. That here spending Sunday with them and then on Monday morning flying back to Vegas, bam, 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 wasting money to go back and forth. Man, that's rough. You know, just to, yeah, it was stressful. You know, and then when we were together, it was like, I love you, I hate you. It was like this same thing. Like, that's you're like shame. totally like glad you're back together for that day, but then a stress, total stress stress monster you know mm -hmm. and that went on for about nine months while we were shooting season oh, wow. three and four I shot all of season three all of season four and the pay-per-view we did in 91 um, I actually got kicked out of blow at the end of everything the whole time I was trying not to get kicked out because girls 
getting kicked out for stupid reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, even my mm-hmm. tag partner, Thunderbolt, got kicked out because she was partying the night before. We were supposed to be doing promos. Uh, uh, we were going to be at, I think, the Mac Center in uh, Houston, Texas. And we were doing the uh, the lead up to that. Um, mm-hmm. We were one week at the NAPTI convention. Every day we had to be there. She was so uh, hung over the next morning. Oh, no. Her and I think Sally, because her and Sally came together, uh, argued with uh, the director, Matt Simber, and then got kicked out. Man. Yeah. So, yeah. so at, at that point in time, uh, your tag team partner, Thunderbolt, with her being gone, getting kicked out, did you see that as, oh no, what are they going to do with me? Or did you see it as an opportunity to. to you know. I, I really thought we made it. I loved our tag. We, we were like little bookends. You know, we, we worked good in the ring. It was it was a good team, you know, but she just uh, had to fight with him. And she she was she liked she was outspoken, um, mm-hmm. cute as a button and very outspoken. And she wouldn't. And me, I was whatever you want me to do. You know, I was more like uh, go along with the program, you know, and uh, try to do my best. They wanted me to run around like lightning and be like, I'm lightning, bang, zoom, zap. You know, I would be that. And she was like, oh. you know, she was like, oh. it's kind of like, like us if we were attacking. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the outspoken one. She, when we were shooting, <laughs> we were fine, but outside, outside of flow, she didn't want to, because they were demanding us to like run around. I, like you've got to come dressed in character, you know, not in your outfits, but I had red tights and I'd wear green tops, you know, and she'd look at me like, like, uh, you're embarrassing me dressed in character outside the, the whole glow thing. Right. But, uh, you know, and I do understand uh, where she was coming from too, because it was, they were, it was silly. We'd show up to places and nobody even noticed that it's like, oh, the glow girls are here. You know, they were trying to do this united thing. I know why they were doing that, but in certain situations, it wasn't. You know, she was right. You know, and and what are you going to do? You know, I just went. I was just going with the program, just because I didn't want to. Because uh, girls were getting kicked out, and I didn't want to get kicked out. I wanted to make it to the end of the of the two seasons. You know. I wanted to make sure my butt was on air. I find it funny because uh, if, you, if, you, if you watch uh, every, every person we've talked to about this, they were very, very serious about kayfabe. And, and kayfabe... Oh, yeah, it was a big kayfabe yeah, thing. Because, well, you know, kayfabe was still alive up until about, what, 97? Um, but it's funny to me because when you watch Glow... Yeah, the kayfabe was alive, but it, 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 it has the reason it has a cult following is because it was campy. There was, you know, that it was there was this where, where they they were they did raps and all this stuff, and, and then I'm like, the the kayfabe aspect of that is what made it so good. Is because even though it was campy and and, and lighthearted, like the the rapping and stuff, people believed it was real because y'all kept 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 character, and that's beautiful to me. You know, that that's why. Yeah, I I I went all in. It was really hard. I 
that's another thing I understood with uh, how Thunderbolt felt because um, with uh, kayfabing and we're superheroes and we came out of the comic book pages. Yes. Very hard to kayfabe that you that you are a, a, a cartoon, you know. But, but, but she did, right? You know, it, it's. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah, and, and that's just, that's just, the beauty of it. Like, you talk about uh, WWF superstars in '93, '94 with with Duke the Dumpster Drosy and um, the Mountie and all these these gimmicks that are just not realistic at all. But people believed them because outside they kept their character, and that's. You're in, Lux. That's one thing I miss about the the newer uh, wrestling stuff that's going on is they're everybody's interchangeable. You know, it's and they're doing that on purpose, of course, so that nobody becomes a Rock or um, uh, Hulk Hogan. You know, the the characters were so uh, over the top, alive. Yeah, and then they then people want them for other stuff, and they find out you find out outside. The wrestling world, what the money is on TV shows, and you know, I mean, right now a daily on a TV show is over a thousand dollars for eight hours, and that's the low pay, you know. So they were making bank outside, and it it to somebody like uh, uh, the WWEs, the WWF, whatever WCW. They want to control their stars. They don't want their stars to step out. Even Glow didn't want us to step out. There were tons of offers that we never even found out about. That, and we found out later that um, they wouldn't, uh, you know, tell us. In fact, in fact, uh, I was told from an actor who they had a whole gimmick. They wanted Fiji to star in a dream segment with all us Glow girls. Uh, you know, at the wedding, you know, and they were going to pay us, but uh, Glow or the people who ran Glow, they wanted them to pay, they wanted the TV show to pay Glow so Glow would just pay us the crappy money that they had us under contract for. Wow. So, yeah, so they wouldn't, because it's a SAG, it's Screen Actors Guild, they would have Taff Hartley'd us and then uh, pay for us to be in SAG and then pay us SAG money to do this. But um, they wanted to middleman us being on the show. I don't know what, I, it, it had nothing to do with the money. It had to do with controlling or us not knowing what was out there, you know, right. if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, we knew, the more we knew, the more the more they'd lose right. their stars. That's what right hollywood had said is you guys didn't receive your fan mail or they didn't want you guys to know how popular you really were basically yes yeah. that's basically it uh, uh i didn't even know hollywood was going down to the office and pick it up mail. she actually gave me she found some lightning thunderbolt and lightning mail and gave me like a hand like a handful of letters that i never they never gave us our letter or letters. The only letters I ever got was ones that she pulled because she, me and her were friends. She said, "I'll get some of these for wow. Thunder and Lightning," you know. 
Well, I mean, that's anyway. kind of what this what this show is for. Is for, for even though you didn't get the the recognition it felt like back then. I mean, here we are in 2022, and we have a show called Glow Up that's based uh, primarily off of gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And the reason we did it is so that people know. I mean. We know that it's a cult that has a cult following, but we want more people to see what pioneers of the business you and everybody else were. So that's why we're doing this, and, and, and we really do. You know, I can I um, glow the fact that I'm even sitting here. Uh, whatever uh, anybody has to say bad about glow, there's all this great stuff. You know, it was so much fun. You know being there and working with uh, my, just working with a director, working uh, with that many girls, I consider uh, sisters almost. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. Even the Glow Girls that were in season one and two when I wasn't there, um, I met the ones that I met afterwards. There was like an instant connection. Like, I know you, you know me. It's like, a, it was really weird. It was like, oh, like we were there together or something. I don't know how to explain it, mm -hmm. but um, this thing, you know, this connection. And uh, it led to, Glow led to all kinds of other great stuff, you know. I uh, started uh, doing, working with this guy doing circus bear back riding, and I started running and stunt people, and I started doing stunt work. And I've been doing stunt work ever, uh, wow. ever since. I still do stunt work. I still set foot in the ring. Hollywood and I are uh, a couple of the, you know, there's just a couple of us that'll still get into the ring and uh, work a match. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool, you know, that it's just like a stepping stone. Glow is a stepping stone for a lot of people. Although the, the for getting agents and uh, from an acting point of view, you're still from scratch. You still had to go in and get your work because uh, low at that time was not impressive to casting agents as as actors, you know. Right, right. There were some really great actors in Glow too that uh, that were insane. My favorites were uh, uh, the Housewives, and uh, also they were the Heavy Metal Sisters. Mm -hmm. They were just insanely talented. I talked about them the with the Hollywood, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I did. I was talking about about that. <laughs> Well, the, the first season of Glow, the girls were, uh, I think they were more trained as actors in season three and four. Mm -hmm. Season three and four, uh, the cat was already out of the bag, so you weren't just getting girls trying to be actors. You were getting everybody who was, uh, they were wrestling fans, they want to be in the ring. Now you're getting people who are, uh, who are marks trying to, you know, be in Glow. So... I was trying to be an actress. That's what led me to Glow. Uh, and uh, a handful of the girls from three and four were also. And then you had the girls that were there that were left over from one and two, which I was grateful for because they helped lead our our way, you know, like what to, what to be expected, you know, of us and to come up to a level to come up to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if you... I, I, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, and I, and I led I uh, the pro wrestling. Um, I went pro after Glow too. I ran, I ended up uh, being trained by multiple trainers. Uh, 
I met Mondo Guerrero because he trained the original set, but he didn't train us. We were trained by Nanuchka. I was trained by Nanuchka and Debbie Debutan. And then I was incompletely trained because when I when I started over at LPWA, they were going to send me to school back east for a few months to catch up with all the other girls. But then they never did it. They just threw me into the threw me into the fire, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, yeah. some yeah. of the girls were trying to help me on the side. But uh, the one that really finished off my training was Sue Sexton, phenomenal trainer, phenomenal wrestler. Well, I think with that, we have one. You're speechless. You like Sue Sexton, too. (laughs) We have, uh, sorry, I I got a phone call. I got a little little, little sidetracked there for a second. I do apologize. Uh, But I do have one last thing before we get out of here. I I would really, if if you had any advice for anybody coming up in in the business, what would it be? Um, It's okay to be a uh, a really good technician in the ring, a flyer, be all around, be a base, be a flyer, be a technician, uh, which is what I had to be. Um, if you're little, you know, then do everything you can to make yourself as powerful as possible. There you go. There you go. Uh, get, get, the, get the, get the, get the biceps going, you know, get the, uh, get the ability to pick, to pick people up, use your legs when you're picking people up. I used to use leverage, you know, a lot of leverage and stuff. Because uh, everybody's bigger, you know, I'm like just under five feet, a hair under five feet. And when I was in glow, I was 96 pounds. So <laughs> I wow. actually had to pound, pound a lot of weights, you know, mm-hmm. train outside of the ring, not just in the ring. And your character is a big deal. You do not have to throw everything in the kitchen sink into the, your wrestling moves in one match. A lot of newbies do that. And uh, green girls, they they've got like a you know all this stuff in their arsenal, and they think they have to give it all in one match. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's about connecting with the audience and connecting with who your character is, as much as odd it was running around being like i'm lightning bang pow you know that sells yeah just like hulk hogan's hulk you know this the the uh yes yes that is what the audience wants you think yes 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 is not hitting the ground and it rescues your body Mm -hmm. your body gets a, a, a big beating all the time you need your character to balance out whoever you are gonna be be that person. And it's always an extension of who you are. When I'm talking, like I'm talking to you, you know, I'm on, it takes, I'm like trying to be myself as much as I can because who you are is who the audience will love. Mm -hmm. Be who you are and then incorporate it into your character. And for God's sakes, uh, I get so sick of the girls wearing matching, like I'm the bad guy. She's, the good guy, whatever, the good guy, bad guy. And you could take their costumes, switch them, and it would still be the same. I'm the good, it doesn't, it's, everybody's like uh, drones, you know, just find something that is so character driven and individuality 
it, even in the the costuming, it's it's silly how everybody's like the same. It's Cookie like uh, interchangeable. Yeah, that's don't, that's what don't I Don't you say. miss that yourself? Yeah, you miss yeah that absolutely. The old WWE and uh, yeah. the specific characters, you know, and they were specifically somebody. Or it's hard not to. Everybody wants to be. Um, uh, like the powerhouse. See, I have I have that argument. Or they want to be the Hollywood rock and roll type. Find something individual, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, it's funny you should say that because, like, I, I hate cookie-cutter wrestlers and, and a lot of old-school uh, promoters or, or managers like um, Jim Cornette or someone hates the cookie-cutter thing. But then again, when somebody creates a character like Orange Cassidy or Danhausen, they rip on it. And I don't get it. They're, they're, it doesn't make any sense to me because, to me, Orange Cassidy, yeah, it's a very unique character, and it doesn't make sense sense for old school wrestling but people know who he is because he is this character uh people know who danhausen is because he is a character the reason danhausen made it big is because of the character if he never put that face paint on and just continued to wrestle the way he did the you know years before he did that he wouldn't be an AEW. Mm -hmm. and so that advice that you have is the most sound advice i i've heard in a while i i 100 agree with that bigger that you've got to be bigger than life and you have to have a direction um before i was lightning we did many matches all the girls were named but me right they didn't and, and thunder wasn't there yet and they didn't know what they were going to do with me i thought oh i'm going to get kicked out of globe because i don't have a name and i wrestled the matches with whoever but i wasn't anybody and i got yelled at for not having a character i'm like I don't have it. You got to give me a character so right. I can have a character, you know. But the next time I did a mini match, I ran around. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm a body. I'm a lift. I'm a trainer. I'm a lift bodybuilder. I'm like, I ran around and I'm like, between every bam, 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 ah, you know. <laughs> and I don't. I, it's, I didn't know what I was. I, it's hard if you don't know. That's a big deal. You got to discover who you are going to be. And that will make you bloom in the ring and just be this. You you can just dig and dig. It's like a character on a sh movie or a TV show. Um, the ones you love are the ones that just get right into that character. And you don't necessarily have to be a heel. It's actually much harder to be a baby than a heel. I do understand that. Because mm -hmm. uh, the heels, they can get dirty and nasty and they can go everywhere. And mm -hmm. a baby has these this box they have to you know uh very much so. not be yes and and i i don't like the gray area either when people are in gray area yeah. like uh good guys are bad guys and bad guys are good guys it's no, like no tweeners it's like just no tweeners. yes be be uh you know for me i'm old school um i won't cheat in the ring but if somebody's dishing it out to me I'll I'll go at them then. It's like they have to cheat, and then I'll get back at them. I'm like fine. I'll, like it's like a, a level uh, in the audience watching. It's like the audience will pop if all of a sudden that's it. A good it. guy does something that's that's dirty. The last straw on the camel's back. I don't care if I'm a good guy. I'm gonna just get. I'm gonna go at uh, 
do the dirty tricks. You like that? You pull hair. I'm going to pull hair. Fantastic. But it has to be a build up to that. It can't. I can't be running around acting like a heel as a baby. Is that? Is that? You understand that, right? Mm-hmm. I I 100% agree with you. I, I've been a, re- a wrestling manager for uh, going on 13 years. So, like. I, I'm old. I'm very old school Memphis style manager, so I know exactly what when it comes to. There's good guys and there's bad guys, and the good guy, to, to me, a good guy should be um, the majority of the match be getting beat down, trying to get that crowd behind them, so that they, you know, turn around and become, you know, get the get the crowd behind them, and then they pull off the win, um, and then but. Uh, there's uh, you just there's so many ma- and and my wife and I talk about this. We watch AEW more than we do WWE. Don't know why because it makes me mad. But she she never watched wrestling until she got with me. Now she watches it and she's more cr- critical of it than me. She's like, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in this match? Who who's the baby? Who's the heel? And I'm like, I couldn't tell you because there is no. There, there is no <laughs> the interchangeable costumes and names they, yes. that doesn't help i mean at least if you gave the villain a villain name and the and the baby a baby name i don't know it's just too uh interchangeable absolutely um yeah the the other thing i do like about heels is the ones that are really good uh, like nanuchka is a good example I mean, there's a billion examples, but um, they have to make the audience love to hate them. It has, you know, it's not about hating them. It's like I could be uh, given this character that I don't like and I don't want to be this bad person, but if they love to hate you, then you're doing your job, you know? Very real. It's like oh god! It's like it's like the guy with the 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 hat with the mustache, you know, the you know the, whiplash. Or, the, or the mad scientist. It's like yeah, <laughs> you know the. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You gotta you gotta for the ones who want to be heels. Okay, you may not be a heel. You may suck at it. You know, like, uh, or you may not. Uh, be a baby. I've actually been a heel too uh, uh, on indie stuff, and I was a heel. I turned heel um, on the pay per view. Hollywood corrupted my ass. Okay, <laughs> love it. So, <laughs> love it. But the more I learned how, to, the more I became a seasoned wrestler, the more I had the ability to be a heel. You know what I mean? To to get into that. And the problem with me in the beginning when I started, blow, I was from the beach, I grew up in Redondo Beach, and everything was uh, the F-bomb. Uh, it, uh, I'll even, I don't know, can I cuss on here? You guys yeah, are going to bleep it out. Yeah. It was fucking A, dude. This is so, this is hot. Check out the, the waves. It was like uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The F-word, um, uh, cuss words were like and and um. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking cool, dude. That's so fucking cool, dude. Or that's, that, that's fuck man it's like the word was in every sentence you know Mm -hmm. so for me when i was uh trying to like come up with bad words to say or heel words it's really hard uh a good heel will be clever and can and will never spit out one cuss word uh that's but that's how i grew up so i was like i'm like tongue-tied because 
I want to use the F word in every in between every <laughs> sentence. It's hard for me sometimes. Absolutely. Even um, to this day, I'm like trying to be. I'm trying to be this goody two shoe lightning, and I'm like, uh, uh, dang, you know, darn, 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 darn it, darn it. <laughs> it's like oh darn, but I, that isn't the word. I fifty bad words popped into my head first. Mm-hmm. Not only was I uh, a total stoner a beach girl I was also a drummer and a and in and hanging out with a bunch of rockers you know heavy uh, heavy metal hard rock type scene too so nice nice <laughs> well so, I, which is a lot of guys with those with those bombs you know yeah I, I want to say on behalf of Brian and myself, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I, I know, thank you. I'm sorry, I ramble. I'm so no, I'm a rambler too. too. We, we, yeah. Um, if you would love, we would love to do a part two with you sometime if you're interested. Um, we can talk. Oh, that would be fun. Sure. I, I enjoy uh, when people don't ask me the same questions. You know, yeah. the yeah. the yeah. The, quest- the questions you get all the time that are just uh, repetitive. Uh, repeat and then and then I get tired it makes it makes me tired I'm sure it makes all the glow girls tired when you when you get the same and nothing new you know so you guys were fun thank you thank you yeah and yeah for sure uh would love to um we'd like we have other uh, shows that we do we do uh, of course glow up then we have developmentally speaking that's what we call connecting through wrestling and I think what we would like to bring you on for for what you have, some of what you say, some of what you've been saying has been breaking up I'm a little. I'm so sorry. So, um, so slow that down again. Okay. We have a, this show, we have another show called Developmentally Speaking, which is our bread and butter main show. And then we have... Called Developmental? Developmentally Speaking. Um, talks about developmental territories. But we also have a show called Connecting Through Wrestling. And I feel like we could do that and we could talk about your more of your indie wrestling or even your stunt work because I, I would love to know more about that. Oh, yeah. Well. I've, worked, I've been doing stunts for a long time. That's fabulous. That's, wrestling really did. Yeah. That's so cool. So, um, I just worked on a – I was just in North Carolina on a werewolf movie. That's really cool. Yeah, that was, that's the last thing I just did. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Um, on behalf of Brian and myself, thank you for doing Glow Up. Um, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Have a great one. Me too. Hey, everybody. It's Morty. It's Brian. And thank you for watching today's episode of Developmentally Speaking. If you could, please click that subscribe button. And don't forget to punch that bell icon so you can get notified whenever we go live or drop a new video every Monday. Well, thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you on the next Developmentally Speaking.